everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. My name is Riyad Kahali, and I'm here to talk to you guys about a, another new episode and new content here. So, firstly, we're going to have to get over a couple of things. Um, you know, we're talking about the Euro um, 2021 God, managers. Um, I'll be also doing a um, match day breakdown for every single team. Um, and the key players within those teams, as far as I know, based on goals or, or uh, interceptions and clean sheets. Um, that must be said, though, we're going to preface this today by talking about the managers who are believing, who are leading the, uh, managing the certain teams. And as well as that, we'll also be talking about something else. We're also going to be talking about um, the England team and the changes they've had the massive changes they've had and I'll, I'll also be prefacing um, the fact that originally I wanted to talk more about um, th for actually I believe four TV shows I'm currently watching as far as I'm concerned so these four TV shows are the following we have ourselves um, we have good lord where, where is it I'm trying to find it uh, yeah, but here it is. Okay, so we have Twilight Zone, the Twin Peaks, Peaky Blinders, and Mad Men. I still haven't watched enough episodes of all of these to gather a full um, statement in regards to those facts. And, well, without further ado, let's begin. So first, we're going to talk about the England team. So, for those of you who are unaware... Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold was originally part of the, I think, the 26-man squad. Yeah, 26-man squad. Um, but he was replaced by Ben White for injury. Now, the problem comes here, okay? I don't think Ben White should be given the role ahead of Trent. If, if Trent was fit, he would be playing a thousand percent. But the thing with that is that with Trent, you have a player who could be heading um, with essential four corners and free kicks as well. Granted, he hasn't scored any free kicks this season. He definitely has the capability of scoring free kicks. Now, as far as I know, the only other player on this list who is simply astonishing when it comes to free kicks. Let me just get his name here. Um, James Ward-Prowse. Now, the reason why James Ward-Prowse is not getting the respect he deserves, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I know, is because he's a Southampton player. Let's look at the list of um, um, less popular players, and let's look at them, shall we? Fine. Um, Danny Ings, Southampton, once again wasn't called up. He was called up for the 33-man squad, but then he was dropped. Of course he was. Um, Aaron Ramsdale, who was the best part of Sheffield United, dropped once again. Nick Pope dropped due to injury, so he's fine. Ben Godfrey dropped once again. I ha I'm not that familiar with Ben Godfrey, so I don't know that much. Michael Keane dropped once again. Everton, fine. It's, it's really annoying. And it really causes pain to look at a team like that. It's like, you, how, how can you not win? 
Another statement that must be said, though, bear in mind with me here, is that, so, um, England beat San Marino, actually, no, um, God, no, England beat, um, what was the name of the team they beat? I, as far as I know, they're, yeah, they're playing against, I forgot which team, but they're playing against someone um, the warm-up match, I think Romania or something like that, and they only beat them 1-0. Granted, people are upset about about uh, the captain at the time, Henderson, taking the penalty, which I think deserves, because the granted, uh, the other penalty taker who's usually there is someone completely different, someone you're not really anticipating or getting used to, which is mainly the name of uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but Dominic Calvert-Lewin doesn't score most of his penalties. He's missed quite a, quite a lot. The person that usually scores the penalties for Everton is Gilfie Sigurdsson, but he doesn't play for England. That's a problem. When you have a player like Henderson, who's been there for so long, and also how yeah, you like it's like it's so difficult because when you look at a team like that, at um England uh, versus Romania or whatever, how. Like, how do you not win with a team like that? Um, that's a few gripes I have. So, like, they have Sam Johnstone, Ben Godfrey, Ben White, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw. Fine. James Ward Prowse, Calvin Phillips. Fantastic. Jane Sancho, Drag Grealish, Marcus Rashford, and DCL. And then the rest are, are decent players, but how? They didn't perform well enough. And the problem with having a defensive system, which we tend to have here, is because th these guys can't really perform well enough. They they can't do anything. They're they're simply terrible, and that's that's the part we have to get used to because they're terrible players, to be honest. So, um, I mean that's it as far as I know. But one thing must be said for certain, though, is that. When it comes to situations like these, and I'm, and I'm also going to um, end it by saying that I think um, Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to have plenty of competition when it comes to his position. We're going to be right back. When we have players like um, Nico Williams, who is doing really well for uh, Wales right now, and hopefully he can have a good uh, Euro run. And we can see what he has to offer. I genuinely can't wait to see what it brings to the table. Alright, so um, let's begin. Okay, so first of all, we have Senol Gunes, who is the manager of the Turkish national team. Um, so the qualifications for me comes based on certain things. Um, the length of senior career or youth career and the teams that they managed and what they've able to do with the teams that they managed. Okay, so career statistics for uh, Senor Gunez, the manager of the Turkish national team as far um, uh, as of right now, he has 470 games played, 589 um, um, appearances in general, but I yeah, so that makes sense. So, so he's never scored a goal because mainly he's the goalie. Um, he has appeared in 31 appearances for uh, Turkey internationally. And as a manager, 
He has um, 924 games under his belt with the 50.97% uh, win rate. Um, he helped uh, Trabzonspor win six uh, Super Ligas, three, uh, three, uh, three Super Leagues, uh, three Turkish Cups, and six Turkish Cups. Um, as a player, as a manager, he helped them win this. Uh, he helped them run up to the Super League four times and uh, four times. Uh, they won the Turkish Cup twice and then Super Turkish Super Cup um, twice as well. Actually, for Turkey, he did help them finish in the World Cup third place two thousand two, and the Confederations Cup third place two thousand three. Um, other than that, Super Leagues with Besiktas. Um, and that's really it but it's the fact that he made it to the to the third place of the world cup that really makes it for me at least so for me i'm gonna have to give him a rating of around i'd say eight out of ten that's fair for him um next up we have a, a reverse of mancini now mancini is already popular enough he's already extremely well known so i'm gonna go um he is he has played in 738 matches uh, across his career, and he has scored 201 goals. Um, he has scored only four goals in 36 appearances for Italy, and um, his statistics as a manager, he has 762 games under his belt and at 54.86% win percentage. Now, as a player, he's won a lot. Serie A, Coppa Italia, Supercoppa Italianas, with um, uh, uh, Sandoria and Lazio, and is also a fifth class knight, which is always very important and very recognizable as a factor, which instantly puts him at a nine for, uh, at a nine for me. He won the, um, the Premier League with Man City in 11-12, and won the FA Cup and Community Shield as well. Galatasaray won the Turkish Cup, and so um, as for Italy, he hasn't won them anything yet. But the fact that he was able to win Serie A, both as a manager and as a player, and the fact that he is in order of the fifth class knight, which is highly re respectable and uh, reputable as a whole, is very much regarded by nowadays. Next up, we have Ryan Giggs. Now, Giggs he has had his fair share of issues. Can't, we can say that for sure. But it must be stated though. He has 963 games, mainly for Manchester United, actually all of them for Manchester United, and he has 168 goals to his name. Um, 12 goals, 64 appearances for uh, Wales, I was going to say England for some random reason, but I somehow confused it. Um, he actually managed Manchester United for 4 games, they won 2 and drew 1 and lost 1 with a 50% win percentage. And then he managed Wales from 19th of January 2018 to right now, um, helping them win 30 games, uh, 16 out of the 30 games with a 53.33% percentage. Now, um, I don't quite know what to say about Scholes because Scholes isn't the one managing them as of yet. As of currently, he's not managing them. So I'm gonna consider him not available or NA because he doesn't really count. On the other hand, we do have Robert Page. Now, Robert Page has played 550, 550 games in his entire career, uh, scoring only seven times, which is odd because he mainly scored towards the end of his career. Um, and so, he, uh, 
it's quite difficult to be honest. So, um, scored zero times for Wales, which is fine. He's a, he's a current, current caretaker manager, um, played eight games, one, four and a half of them, which is pretty entertaining. Um, managed Port Vale. I mean, Port Vale, Northampton, and Wales under twenty one. He did terribly at, to be honest. So I'm I'm just gonna give him as a five out of ten. We're gonna see what's gonna happen with him, whether or not he's a good caretaker manager. But I think the pressure is not fair for him at the moment. Okay, so we're gonna look at now um, Vladimir Petkovic, who is the current manager of Switzerland. Um, hasn't played, so we have only have the. Um, Actually, he did play, but there isn't much uh, information in regards to his playing career. Um, he did play in Yugoslavia and won the first league in 1984-85 season. Um, now, we do have to say, though, we have... Uh, God. So, um, he managed a couple of teams. Overall, he had 51.81, one percentage one. Uh, managed Lazio, Young Boys... Um, in Switzerland, then that's it. Manager only got Lazio Coppa Italia, and that's really it. To be honest, I'm I'm gonna give him as well a five out of ten. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll give him a I'll give him a seven out of ten. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Lo looking at his career here, he didn't really do much, but two hundred seventy six, two hundred seventy five games, fifty two goals. Which is fine. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll give it a. I'll give him a six point five out of, of ten. Now we have Casper. Uh, God, Hulmand. Hope that's right. I genuinely hope that's right. Um. So as a player, he did play for uh, Randers, and a couple of other teams who I cannot spell because they look way too confusing. Um. Sadly, we don't know how many goals or appearances he has for them, which is not available. Um, he did manage Mainz 05 from 2014 to 2015 and Nord from 2011 to 2014 and then again from 2016 to 2019. Um, he's a current manager of Denmark and uh, 322 um, matches and the 40% win. It's low, but knowing how good he was able to help them help particularly the Danish national team, I'll give him a 7 out of 10. I'll give him that much. Um, now we have the manager of Finland. Um, we have um, Marku Kanerva. He played around, good lord, over, I'd say over 250-ish. Actually, yeah, 250 games for about, yeah, for all Finnish teams. Um, scored over 45 times, um, managed, yeah, managed many of the, the Finland national team, um, with, yeah, 97 games with a 48.45% one percentage, uh, player, he did well for HJK, I don't know what team that is, I'm, I have no idea, um, he won the UEFA Nations League Group C, no, yeah, the, the UEFA Nations League C with Finland in 2018 and 19, which is amazing. So, I want to give him a, you know what, I'm going to give him a, hmm, huh, um, 
7.5 out of 10. Now I have Roberto Martinez. He's already extremely, extremely well known, particularly if you know football, um, fantastic stuff. He, he has way too many goals. Uh, actually, more appearances than goals. So 425 goals in 30 appearances. But his CV is a bit, let's say, lacking. Lacking in the goal scoring department. He has played for teams like uh, Zaragoza, uh, Wigan Athletic, Motherwell, Walsall, Swansea City, and Chester City. He has managed uh, the likes of Swansea City, Wigan Athletic, Everton, and Belgium. Overall, he has 500 game appearances and 43.69 wins. So he has helped uh, uh, Real Zaragoza win the Copa del Rey in 93-94, as well as um, helped Wigan Athletic win the third division in 96-97 and the Football League Trophy in 1998-99. As the manager, he helped Swansea City get into Football League 1 and 708. Wigan Athletic won the FA Cup in 2013, and Belgium won a third place in 2018. So, the fact that he knows how to manage a team, at least so far, as far as I know, I'll give him a better value of the doubt. I'll put him up there with the 9.5s. Granted, his CV and his trophies don't really help him. I think, um, I think um, national team managers should be people who are very talented and really have wealth of experiences. So... That's my opinion, at least. Now we have Stanislav Cheryshev. Uh, um, he is he was goalkeeper, and he is the Russian manager. He played for Spartak Moscow, uh, Lokomotiv Moscow, and Spartak, Spartak Moscow again, which is hilarious because he left them and then we joined the, the enemies. Played for uh, Dynamo Dresdev and Spartak Moscow again. Yeah, which is really fun to see him like go back and forth. Yeah, he actually ran Soviet Union, then CIS, and then Russia, which is interesting. Um, yeah, he managed Russia, Ligia Warsaw, Dynamo Moscow, um, Spartak Moscow. So, as a manager, he has 375 games, 46% win percentage. He helped uh, Spartak Moscow win the Premier League many times for them. Um, as a manager, happily, uh, Warsaw do his stuff, but he does know his stuff, particularly with the 2018 World Cup as a great um, evidence of what he's able to do. Overall, I'll give him a 9 out of 10. Actually, I'll give him an 8.75 out of 10. That's fair. Now I have Frank De Boer. Oh, Frank. Oh, Frank, how you've messed up so massively. <laughs> oh, God. I think Frank DeBoer is a complete idiot as a manager, to be honest. Well, he has a couple of friends in his positions, too. So, um, he was a defender. He had a youth career in Ajax. He played for Ajax, Barcelona, Galatasaray, Rangers, Al-Rayyan, and Al-Shamal, with 43 goals and 519 appearances. Um, 112 appearances for the national team for Netherlands, and 13 goals. He has managed the Ajax, both youth and uh, senior squad, Netherlands, both assistant and current manager, Crystal Palace, Atlanta United, and Ajax, as well as Inter Milan. That's a decent, a decent CV. But granted, he doesn't know which players to choose, which when there are clearly obvious calls, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> so, um, he has 348 
games with a 57.5% win percentage. Now, I think it's easy for us to look at his player CV because he played for such massive teams. But as a manager, he has helped them get to runner-up in 2010 as an assistant manager. Um, Ajax won for a divisi title, which is common sense for Ajax. Um, Atlanta United won the Campionis Cup and the US Open Cup. But other than that, there isn't that much he was able to do. So all you have to give him an, an 8 out of 10. Now we have Andrei Shevchenko. Now Andrei Shevchenko already beats every single person on this list. There isn't a single player, as far as I know, who is simply as amazing as um, Andrei Shevchenko. As a player, he was simply out of this world. Uh, the, uh, he was with Dynamo Kiev 2-1, and one. Uh, Milan, Chelsea, Milan back on loan, and then Dynamo Kiev um, once again. He helped uh, as a player, he scored f- around 56-ish game- goals for the national team of Ukraine and the U19, U21 and senior team. And I'm, I'm just going to go through his his trophies mainly. Yeah, he has a 48.9% win percentage and has actually helped them, I think, went to their second or first Euros in such a long time, which is amazing to see. Um, yeah, so he helped um, Dinamo Kiev when... I can't I can't read this, to be honest. I'm sorry. Uh, like, uh, four categories of cups um, around, I'd say, 10, 10 cups. Uh, AC Milan, Serie A title, Coppa Italia, Supercoppa Italiana, they won in uh, 02 03, ran up in 04 05, and UEFA Super Cup in 03. Uh, Chelsea won the Football League Cup in 07, and were runners up in 07 08. As an individual, he won the Ballon d'Or in, in 2004, he used the Hero of Ukraine, and he is a simply astonishing player. I'm going to have to give him a 10 out of 10 because he's the best one based on criteria and on what he is able to win as a player and as a manager so far. We have Franco Foda, who is the manager of the Austrian national team, and he has around 27 goals and 476 appearances as a defender, played for FC Basel, FFB Stuttgart, Bayer Leverkusen, and he actually played for West Germany and um, the... 80s board um so as for austria he yes so he has a 603 games he has a 45.61 percent one percentage but he has the best percentage at austria with 58.82 percent one percentage players of austria who are doing really well so far we only have one david alaba but he's the only one that can actually help them going forward which is very essential um they don't really do much um, there isn't much to say here. Uh, I'm going to give him a 7.5 out of 10. Um, now we have Ingo, uh, Igor Angelovsky, who I already know what rating he's going to get. Um, he was a midfielder, scored three goals and 19 appearances for Publicum uh, Chelsea. For North Macedonia, he wasn't really able to do much. Um, he got into their first ever year, which is amazing, to be honest. Um, with 50, um, God, 50 games, 46%, one percentage, but I feel like that's going to drop quite soon. We're going to see. 
Now we have Gareth Southgate. I already talked about him beforehand, but we're going to go through him again. So, 503 appearances, uh, 26 goals, good lord. Um, he was a defender and midfielder as a player. Now he's he played seven games for England, won, scored two goals, um, and managed teams like Middlesbrough and England U21. So... As a player, he won the first division with Crystal Palace. Aston Villa won the Football League Cup. Middlesbrough won the Football League Cup again. Um, he was a player of the month in January 2000. Um, with England, he won the World Cup fourth place to 2018-19. And the Nations League third place in 2019 as well. Um, I don't think he's that great of a manager, to be honest. I think he misses one key point, which is... If you have such a great uh, team base like you do at England, you should be able to win most teams, most if not every single team that you have, because these guys are competing for every single trophy that they have, and they usually end up getting it. So that's something to talk about later on. But I'll have to give him um, an 8 out of 10. He's not even close to uh, the legend that is Andrzej Shevchenko. Now we have Zlatko Dalic, who is the manager of Croatia. Um... Uh, he tore in 47 games played by him with a, as a defensive midfielder, scoring 23 goals. He has managed teams like um, Dinamo Tirana, Rijeka, um, Al Hilal, Al Ain, and Croatia. So, God, good Lord. Um, as a player, he won the Yugoslav Cup with Hajduk Split. Manager won the. Uh, Albanian Super Cup with Dinamo Tirana, Al Hilal won the Saudi uh, Crown Prince Cup, Al Ain won the, the UEFA President's Cup, and the UAE Pro League UAE Super Cup as well. With the Croatia, he was runner up in 2018, which is essential and amazing, and proves he's much better than um, one Gary Southgate. So, overall, I have to give him actually a bit of a higher rating. I'll give him an 8.5 out of 10. Then we have Steve Clark. Oh, good lord. Steve Clark is the manager of the Scottish national team. He played for Chelsea and for St. Mirren with 14 goals and 530 appearances as a defender, which is pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Man, uh, played um, 16 games for Scotland in general. Um, he did well, to be honest, as a manager. He did manage big teams like Newcastle United, Chelsea, West Ham, Liverpool for a season as an assistant manager. Was from Albion, Reading, uh, Aston Villa, Kilmarnock, and Aston Villa and Scotland as well. So, but he does not have that much. He doesn't have anything as a manager, as a player for Chelsea. He won the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the FA Cup Winners' Cup, which is really fun to say out loud. Um, there isn't much that needs to be said. He has a 40.7 percent win percentage with. Uh, 2014 games, but what must be stated though is that Scotland are in their first Euros for I think over 20 years or 30 years, which is really good to see him be here and pull this off. So I'll have to give him uh, 8.5 out of 10 in that regard. Plus, he's played for so many great clubs and actually been the caretaker for so many great clubs, so that must be taken into consideration as well. So now we have uh, uh, Yaroslav Silhavi, who is the, the manager of the Czech football team at Czech Republic. He has played for SK Slavia Prague, 
and also managed Scarsavio uh, Park as well. So, um, 28, 25 games and 465 appearances. Um, has he's got he's got Slavia Prague to the Czech First League, sixteen seventeen, and that was it. I'm gonna give him a seven out of ten. Uh, then we have Luis Enrique, and he was a pretty good football player. Scored one hundred and seven goals in four hundred and twenty seven uh, as well, mainly for Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Sporting Gijon. Uh, national team we have Spain um, and Asturias, which is interesting. Uh, he managed teams like Barcelona, Roma, Celta, Barcelona, and Spain. So, I'm I'm going to have to put him up there. I'm going to have to put him as well as another 10. Because he won the Liga with Barcelona twice. to compare the Liga with him three times. Super Cup at once. Champions League once. Uh, Super Cup once. And Club World Cup once as well. So, he has actually won plenty of things with both teams. And he's a highly decorated manager. And quite respectable. So, I'll have to give him, overall, a 10 out of 10. Now I have Jan Andersen, manager of the Swedish national team. Um, not that many teams that I know of. Um, he didn't really get them to much. But, um, as a manager, he didn't really do much, to be honest. There isn't that much to say about him. I'm gonna give him a seven out of ten. That's fair. We have uh, Paulo Sous, who's the current manager of Poland, which is interesting to consider. Um, he managed him like Fiorentina, Basel, uh, got Basel, other city, QPR, Swansea City. Uh, played for Borussia Dortmund, Juventus, Sporting CP, Benfica, Inter Milan. Um, great stuff, by to be honest. Uh, won plenty of trophies as a player, as a manager less so, but I'll have to give him an 8 out of 10, actually a 7.5 out of 10. Now we have one manager that I'm going to give a not uh, not applicable to because I have no idea what he's done. He's the manager of the Slovakian national team right now because there's no information whatsoever about him. Uh, we have Marco Rossi, who's the manager of Hungary. Um, he wasn't able to do much. Played for clubs like uh, Sandoria, Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, Torino, uh, and that was it. There's <laughs> not much to say. Not applicable as well. Uh, Fernando Santos, who he scored three goals and 189 appearances as a defender. Um, managed teams like Benfica, Paok, uh, Greece for a while, Sporting CP, Porto, uh, IK Athens. Um, he got Porto the 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 uh, Primera Liga and the Tasa de Portugal as well as the Super Tasa, Candido de Oliveira, aka Athens the Greek Football Cup, Portugal the UEFA uh, Championship, the actually the Euros in twenty sixteen, Nations League twenty eighteen and nineteen, and the Confederations uh, Cup third place in twenty seventeen. So he's extremely well decorated and well respected nonetheless. So, now we have Didier Deschamps. As a player, didn't really do much. Um, played with Nantes, Marseille, Bordeaux, uh, Juventus, um, Chelsea, and Valencia. Uh, managed teams like Monaco, Juventus, Marseille, as well as France. But he is definitely legendary status, so I'll have to give him a 9 out of 10. 
but we can also take a look at his honors. As a player, he won the Division 1 with Marseille twice and the Champions League, the only Champions League, once. Juventus 3 Serie A's, um, Coppa Italiana, Champions League once, um, the runner up two times, Super Cup, Super Cup twice, uh, Super Cup once, Inter Cup once, Chelsea the FA Cup once, uh, France got the World Cup and the Euros as well, which is amazing. And then as a manager, he also got them the World Cup. And I think the Euros that they got second in 2016. Um, he won Juventus Serie B in 2007, Marseille the Ligue 1 and uh, 09 10, and the Coupe de la Ligue as well as that season. He, he did a fantastic job, so we're going to give him a 9 out of 10. Now we have Joachim Lowe. Joachim Lowe, he, he, he played fine, I guess, um, over 200 appearances and over 70 goals for mainly German teams. He managed, he, he didn't really manage much, he managed Stuttgart, I guess, but that's the only big team as far as I know. He got in the Cup Winners Cup, actually the runner-up in 97-98, the DFB Bokal in 96-97, and the Austria Vienna got the Austrian Super Cup in 2003. Uh, he won the World Cup for Germany in 2014, uh, Confederations Cup in 2017, and that's really all there is to say. Look, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So next episode is going to be TV show based, so we're not too much focused on the football. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.